Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. We believe that this message is going to bless your life, encourage you, and strengthen your walk with Jesus. Grab a notebook, a pen, and let's jump right in. All right, well today, I'm excited, I'm ready. We are kicking off a brand new series, but we're also unveiling the word of the year. In fact, it's not necessarily a word, it's more of a phrase of the year uh, in 2023. So I challenge you, sit back, get ready, and let God begin to challenge your heart. Before I jump into the message, I wanna welcome those from our Warrensburg campus. Come on, can we give them a hand this morning? We are happy to have Warrensburg jumping online with us today and watching as we are streaming this directly to you. I encourage those of you in Warrensburg, be a participant. Jump in just because I'm on the screen. Doesn't mean that you take a nap. I challenge you, get involved this morning. Let God speak to your heart. I also want to talk to those that are watching online, maybe from your living room or your bedroom or wherever you happen to be. I believe that God has a word for you today as well. I encourage you, open up and say, Lord, whatever you have, here I am. All right, how many of you are ready for the word of God? Amen? Amen. Well, we are glad to be here today. We are believing that God's going to do some incredible things. Today, we are laying the foundation of where we are going to be for the next several weeks. We're going to be processing through the book of James. Now, I mentioned this just in passing last week, and I've already begun to hear a stir of excitement from the body of believers here at Encounter Church. People are eager, people are excited to hear what God has to say to us from the book of James. Now, I'm going to challenge you, as we're going through this study over the next several weeks, perhaps 11, 12 weeks, I challenge you, read along with us. Now, it's not going to take you 11 or 12 weeks to read this, so here's what I want you to do. Read it, and reread it, and reread it, and underline it, and reread it, and pause and focus on it, and underline it, and reread it. What, what am I saying? I'm saying allow it to be digested into who you are. Allow God to begin to speak into your life. Are you ready? The word for 2023 is a word that, truth be told, we have built upon for the last four years. It's a word that draws the line in the sand. It's a word that helps you and I to fulfill our calling our mission, our purpose in life. Now, for those of you that are new to Encounter Church, maybe you've only been attending our Sedalia campus or our Warrensburg campus for a short time. Let me remind you where we've been over the last four years. 2019, God began to speak to our hearts, and our word for that year was encounter. That brought about the name change and the refocus of this great body of believers. 2020, something weird happened all across the nation. Everything began to shut down, and before the year even began, God shared with me that the word for us, for Encounter Church, would be hope. So we went from encounter to hope. 2021, the word was advance. 2022, was multiply. So now we come to 2023 and we've had this process of building up and I really feel that without the 2023 word, encounter, hope, advance, and multiply would not be possible. Our word for this year is simply this, all in. And I wonder today in your life, are you all in with Jesus? Come on, that, that's a good question, right? 
That's, we have to know where we stand. We've got to define the relationship with God. Am I all in with him or am I just playing the game? Am I just going through the motion? Am I just punching a religious time card? Am I all in in this movement forward, this journey with Christ? Truth be told, if we're not all in, it's not going to work. Right? If all we're doing is coming here, going through the motions... It's not going to work. Are you all in? Here's what we understand about our relationship with Jesus. It's all or nothing. Jesus is not looking for a one-night stand with you. Truth be told, he's not looking for a weekend romance with you. What Jesus wants for you is a daily relationship that is ever-growing, always improving, and 100% all in. Look at your neighbor this morning. Write it in the chat this morning. Are you all in? Come on, look at your neighbor. Are you all in? This is a question that you've got to answer for yourself. I can't answer it for you. I can lead you. I can guide you. I can direct you, but I can't answer the question. You and you alone must make the decision today. Are you all in? The Bible says this in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 15. It says, I know all the things you do, that you were neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. Because since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I'm rich. I have everything I want. I don't need anything. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Are you all in with Jesus? If you're not all in with God, what needs to change in your life? If you found yourself in a lukewarm place today, what needs to change in order for you to become on fire for the things of God? I challenge you to do a spiritual temperature check. Are you hot? Are you cold? Or are you simply lukewarm? You see, it's time to go all in in our walk with Jesus Christ. It's time to stop playing games. It's time to stop going through the motions. It's time to stop allowing other things to take a higher priority than the things of God. Now is the time to go all in. I've said it numerous times over the last few years. I believe that we're at a place, and it's going to become more and more prominent, that we as the American church are at a a crossroads. Now, I'm not talking about the church building. I'm talking about us, the Christians. We're at a crossroads where we are going to have to decide. You are going to have to decide where you stand with Jesus Christ. What does your walk with Jesus really look like? Are you all in? Are you happy just going through the motions and looking the parts? Jesus says, I wish you were either hot or cold. I wish you really knew where you stood today. 
Because when you know where you stand, you know what you need to do in order to create the change to move forward in your journey with Jesus. I'm going to be referencing the book All In by Mark Batterson several times today. And I want to share a quote by pastor and author Mark Batterson. He says, most people in most churches think they are following Jesus. But I'm not sure. They may think they are following Jesus, but in reality is this. They have invited Jesus to follow them. Come on, look at that. Most believers here in America, in the church, we would make statements like, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a Christian. But the reality of the fact is this. We're simply asking Jesus to follow us. We're saying, would you just come along? I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep in my journey. I'm going to keep in my process here. Would you just follow me? It looks really good if you're with me. They call him Savior, but they've never surrendered to him as Lord. I ask you again, are you all in? See, we can never truly become who God would have us to be if all we're doing is pulling our life together the best we can and asking God to follow. We create our plans. We create what we want to do and we, then we ask God to bless what we've decided upon rather than calling out to God and asking God's blessing to lead us and guide us. We're happy just going through the motions. But Jesus makes one of the saddest statements in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. He says this, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to in the 23 years plus of ministry I talk to them and I ask them about their relationship with Jesus. And they say, well, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Or, or they say, I'm a Christian. I'm like, oh, yeah, where do you go to church? Well, I, re no, I, really, I just, I don't really go. I'm not a church goer. I'm not saying you've got to go to church to be saved, but it sure helps. And Jesus said there are going to be so many They're going to call out, Lord, I'm, I'm over, over here. I'm right here. They're going to call out, but it says only those who actually do the will of the Father will enter. On Judgment Day, many will say, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We changed diapers in the nursery in your name. We greeted at the door in your name. We opened up and greeted everybody. We, we gave you coffee in Jesus' name. We perform many miracles in your name. But Jesus will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. And I wonder today, 
Does God know you? I'm not asking you if you know who he is. Most people in America know who God is. We've at least heard some portion of the story of salvation. I'm not asking you, do you know who he is? I'm asking you today, does he know you? Does God really know who you are? Do you have a real relationship with him? Have you surrendered your life 100% to him? Are you all in? Or are you happy just, just going through the routine? Just going through the motions? Are you happy just having religion? Today, for the next few moments, I want to share with you three very simple questions that as we dive into this series all in on the book of James, three questions that are going to lay the foundation for where we're going to go over the next several weeks. Number one is this, and I've personalized them for each one of us. Have I generalized or personalized my walk with Jesus? Have I generalized or personalized my walk with Jesus? There's a huge difference between the two of these. Let me explain. The word generalized by definition is this, to make a statement that relates to many people, things, or conditions. To make a statement that relates to pretty much everybody and everything. Now, on the surface, as it stands, this is not a bad statement. God so loved the world. That's a generalized, basic statement. But when you really begin to dig into it, what happens is this. We generalize for all, but we personalize for none. Come on, let that sink in today. In other words, we say God loves everyone, but we fail to truly believe that he can love us. We believe that he forgives everybody of their sins, but we fail to really believe that he will forgive us because we've just gone too far. We believe in miracles, but we're not sure he loves us enough to heal and restore our bodies. Again, in the book All In by Pastor Mark Batterson, he says this, we have Americanized the gospel or spiritualized the American dream. Take your pick. But neither one comes close to the true gospel. You only get a relationship with God on his terms. Come on, listen carefully. It's all or nothing, hot or cold. You only get this relationship with God on his terms. You can take it or leave it, but you cannot change the rules of engagement. Let me ask you again, have you generalized or personalized your walk with Jesus? Now, the word personalized simply means this. If an object is personalized, it is marked with the name or initials of his owner. I remember as a kid, it seemed like everything that I took to school with me had my name on it. 
right? I remember in sixth grade, beginning band, inside my trumpet case on tape was my name. I don't know why, how that was secure. It was a piece of masking tape. You just rip it off and it was somebody else's. But it had my name on it. It was mine. Come on, anybody else like that? That's personalized. We've made it ours. We want everybody to know this is my E.T. lunchbox. I love this idea. If it's personalized, it's marked with the name or initials of the owner. This is taking the good news of Jesus and realizing that the moment we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he places his name upon us. He writes his name upon, his, upon our lives. We're grafted into his family. We're a new creation with him. We're no longer of the world, but we're now of the things of God. We're part of his family. That's good news. But here's the problem. When we personalize our walk, too often we place our name on Jesus instead of taking his name and it just doesn't work john chapter one says it this way but to all who believe look at that but to all look at your neighbor say all come on say it loudly all but to all who believe what does that word all mean it's all inclusive no one is left out if you give your life to jesus if you believe in him and accept him he's given the right to become children of god they are reborn not in the physical birth resulting in human passion or plan but a birth that comes from god the moment we surrender our life to him. The moment we say, I can't do this on my own, I can't make it by myself, it's just not working. Suddenly we're a new creation. We're new because of the price that Jesus paid on the cross of Calvary. His death was not a generic death, but a personalized sacrifice for you. All who believe the price was paid for everyone. The second question is this. Have I allowed my walk with Jesus to create action? Have I allowed my walk with Jesus to create action? Has your choice to follow after Jesus, has it brought about any sort of response, any sort of action that leads you to a new place with him? Someone once made this statement, you will only accomplish that which you schedule in your life. And I began to think about this, and I realized, truthfully, that applies to every area of my life. It applies to my leadership. It applies to my family. It applies to the church. It applies to the workplace. It applies to my relationship with Jesus. Unless I schedule, unless I plan, and I have a purpose, I'll never see results. You see, if you don't make room for God in your life, truth be told, he'll end up being an afterthought that you only pick up on Sunday mornings. Let me say that again. If you don't make room for God, 
Sooner than later, you'll find that he's simply an afterthought. You pick him up on Sunday morning or as it continues on, it's every other Sunday. Then it's every third Sunday, every fourth Sunday, and the list goes on and on. He's simply an afterthought. But when you begin to set goals, spiritual goals, pursuing the things of God, your spiritual walk with Christ begins to grow and mature. In the book All In, Mark says this, the gospel costs nothing. Understand this, salvation costs you nothing. You cannot buy it or earn it. It can only be received as a free gift. For the wages of sin is death, but the what? Free gift of God is eternal life. It's compliments of God's grace. So it costs nothing, but it demands everything. It demands that we go all in. Are you hot or are you cold? He goes on to say this, and that's where most of us get stuck. Spiritual no man's land. We're too Christian to enjoy sin, and we're too sinful to enjoy Christ. Come on, have you been there? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) We're, We're too sinful to enjoy Christ, but we're too Christian to enjoy sin. We've got enough of Jesus to be informed, but not enough to be transformed. I wonder today, church, Are you stuck in your walk with Jesus? You know enough of him to have the head knowledge, but that's where it stops. You're simply a casual Christian, no action. Therefore, the end result is empty Christianity. I am convinced that many at the end of time will miss heaven by 12 inches. The space from the head to the heart. Oh, we've got the head knowledge. We understand the gospel. But we haven't allowed it to take roots in who we are. We want the benefits of a relationship with Jesus. We want the blessing that comes along with this relationship. But we are simply not willing to give up the junk of life. We're simply not willing to go all in. So we're stuck in the balance between knowledge and transformation. Mark Batterson says this, one of our fundamental spiritual problems is this, we want God to do something new while we keep doing the same old thing. God, why am I stuck in this trap? God, why can't I seem to make forward motion? God, why can't I seem to go forward with my relationship with you? It's because we continue to do the same junk over and over and over and over and over again. We're not willing to give it up. I wonder today, are you willing to go all in? Are you willing to surrender everything? If so, it's going to require that you jump in with both feet. To lay it all on the line. To stop playing the game. To stop playing it safe. To move beyond head knowledge into action with Jesus. Now, I understand this. Jumping in with both feet requires intentional steps without hesitation. 
one unguided step, one moment of uncertainty can be a very painful landing. Now, as Christians, we never stand still. The first pastor I ever worked for, he made this statement. As believers, as Christians, we're doing one of two things. We're either moving forward with God or we're moving further away from God. We never stand still in our relationship with him. I wonder for you today, what direction are you headed? Are you all in? Our third question is this. Am I ready to go all in? Or maybe we could phrase it this way. Am I willing to go all in? This question is one that we must ask ourselves as we press forward into 2023, as we step with both feet into this new journey. I'm going to challenge you. Make plans now to advance and move forward with God. It's accomplished only with hard work. In fact, the Bible says it this way in Philippians chapter 2. Work hard. Come on, say that to your neighbor. Work hard. Put that in the chat this morning. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you. Come on, look at this. As we're working hard, as we're putting the time in and the effort in, God is at the same moment working in us giving each and every one of us the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Now, don't get confused this morning. Hard work does not create your salvation. Don't misunderstand me today. There's nothing you can do as far as work to be more saved. That's all on God. That's all through the price that Jesus paid on the cross of Calvary. But this hard work that we're talking about this morning, it strengthens your life as a believer. It prepares you for the journey that God has for your life. We talked about it last week. We schedule that time. We spend time in the Word of God. We spend time personally in prayer. Perhaps you want to join us in our 21 day of prayer and fasting and, and, and substituting rather than giving to this, take that away and surrender that and give that time and that moment to God. It's faithful connection with other believers, building that relationship with one another. Maybe you're sitting here today and you're saying to yourself, well, this all sounds great, but I'm not really sure it's for me. See, pastor, all in. That goes for you because you're the pastor. You've got to be all in. That goes for missionaries. They've got to be all in. My wife ran across this statement by Christine Kane recently, and she said this, Jesus is calling you to an all-in life. Being all in isn't just about, isn't just for missionaries or martyrs or pastors or church leaders. It's for you for your family, for your kids, for your friends, for every single one of us, we are called to an all-in kind of faith that holds nothing back from God. God has called you today to an all-in life. 
So why is it so vital? Why do I need to go all in? Why is it imperative that we jump in with both feet to go all in? Well, look what Paul says in Acts chapter 20. He says, my life is worth nothing unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. God has placed value in your life. God has a plan and a purpose for you. He has given you, the Bible says, everything you need for your walk with Jesus. The question is, are you willing to apply that to your life, to surrender it all to him? Paul says, my life's worth nothing unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. I want you to hear my heart this morning. I want each and every person to listen very carefully. Jesus did not die on the cross so that you could come to church. Come on. He didn't sacrifice himself so that we could sit here today. He gave himself on the cross so that you could have an all-in life with him. He didn't die on the cross so you can have an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning. He didn't die on the cross so you could have a Wednesday night worship time with him. No, he died so that you could have an all-in, close, personal relationship with the Son of God. It's time to stop going through the motions. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 13 says it this way. Quit your worship charades. I can't stand your trivial religious games. And I began to process this whole idea of all in. And I really began to try to figure out what does that mean for us in 2023. And here's what I discovered. A Christian life that has no change creates no change and pursues no change is no Christian life at all. Come on, let me say that again. A Christian life that has no change, that creates no change, that pursues no change is no Christian life at all. It is simply a life of religion that leads nowhere. I wonder today, are you ready to go all in? Are you ready to say, Lord, I don't want to just go through the motions? Maybe you're looking back to January of 2022, and you find that you're no closer to God than you were then. What needs to change? The last quote that I want to share with you, Mark Batterson says this, what are you holding on to? Or maybe I should ask, what are you not willing to let go of? In your life today, what are you holding on to? What are you not willing 
to let go of? What is it that is holding you back from going all in? Today, God wants that. God wants that. Because for some reason or another, you have made that more important than him. And God said, would you just surrender that to me and watch what I do? I'm going to challenge you today. As we jump into this new year, would you draw a line in the sand? And would you say to God, God, I'm ready. I'm going all in. Let's pray. Thank you again for listening to the Encounter Church podcast. We pray that this message was a blessing and an encouragement to your life.